0: Okay, I did have it. <laughs> started a, <laughs> with that.
1: <laughs> I always have just like one giant hiccup. I never have hiccups. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. I think it's weird. It is weird. Anyways, um, I did have a fun fact. Ooh, Fiction. With it. But I think it's a fact because it's from Forbes. It's a fact. It's a fact. Um, I thought this was interesting, and it's been raining in California like a lot, mm-hmm. and all of us are like, "What is life?" Yeah. So it's facts about rain. Okay. Ash, would you think that rain would make your asthma worse or better? Worse. Are you just guessing that because you would think better? No. How do you know that? Uh, Because I used to have asthma. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Bumble. I get that you did it, and I remember one time finding an inhaler at your yeah. house, and I was like, whose is this? I had
0: it, like, I had, it wasn't serious. <laughs> I had a very, like, minor case of it through, through, like, middle school and high school. Yeah. And I, they said I grew out of it. I don't know. Gee, but, yeah. like, I had a really hard time. Um, And anything where the air feels thicker isn't great.
1: Interesting. I would the So, guessed... weather is actually
0: better because, like, it, at least, it's, yeah. like, cl- like, clear. But when it, anything, any- anything like, Do you like, know damp, why? No, no idea. Um, I just know. It was I would
1: I would guess I know like my allergies are better. Yeah. I feel like when, when it's it raining. Rings. That's but, interesting,
0: because my boyfriend's allergies are worse when it
1: rains. Really? Yeah. I wonder like what we probably have like a different type of allergy. Yeah, I think mine's um, the
0: same too, because I'm like, mine's better when it rains, I feel like.
1: Yeah. So it says that this is not conclusive, but professionals think that the winds associated with thunderstorm. Thunderstorms <laughs> yeah. lift pollen and mold spores, and when the rain comes, it bursts the particles into smaller allergens that can get into your lungs. Ingested more, yeah. Huh. So that's fascinating. Why it makes it that is actually very fascinating. That is really fascinating. You know, I what's had the no most idea. fascinating. Is that how did they not how they do that? <laughs> how they figure how they out? figure that out?
0: I what have no idea.
1: High intensity camera? Do you have to have to f- watch the to particles. watch a rainfall burst a particle?
0: What one is of those a particle cameras? I've always wanted to play with one of those like super
1: slow no, cameras. No, so- yes. Anyways, wow, science, y'all.
0: <laughs> well, it has been raining a lot in it LA. Has. It has. been insane. Tell me about your tree. The craziest thing happened to me. Yeah. Um, in the story. I was about to head into it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Sorry. So Saturday, <laughs> l- Saturday, actually Friday night we were told that LA was getting a blizzard warning and everyone was laughing like this they is said not.
1: blizzard? Yes. Wow. Blizzard warning.
0: It was posted everywhere. I got an alert. Like everyone's phones were going off saying blizzard warning for LA it. area. And I laughed at it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I was like a blizzard? Come on. You're like, come on. Stupid. Um, it rained. It dumped an insane amount of water between Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I woke up. Saturday morning to what I thought was a actual earthquake I heard a super loud boom and a big like loud very confusing crunching sound and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was I literally shoot up out of sleep well you said it also like shook yeah it shook the building so like I hear what I hear is like a loud crunch which in my head I think I was perceiving as maybe a car accident um Mm. and then a loud bang followed by the building shaking so I was like, Was there a car accident and an earthquake? Like, I Is was. Is a car in my living room? I was so confused as <laughs> yeah. to what was happening. And I just like shot up and I was like, What was that? And I run to the window. A giant tree that has been in front of my place for probably
1: eons. Decades. Like, it's a yeah. big
0: tree. It's a beautiful tree. Yeah. Fell like completely so fell over, and I'm sure it was multiple things. I thought the tree was very dead looking, but now that I watched everything, it was very much alive, it was just like soaked with water. So, one, it was super heavy, two, the ground was sopping wet. Yeah. So, I think our LA ground wasn't great, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like literally mud, and now the tree just fell over. Um, it literally fell from my side of the street reached across and touched the other sidewalk on the other yeah. side of the street. It, that's how big it was. And so the boom made sense. Everything made sense. And it just completely terrified me thinking if it had only fallen the opposite direction, oh, it, it would have hit in my you. unit. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Absolutely. in my bedroom with me. Absolutely. Um so it was kind of scary. But then honestly just like pure entertainment the rest of the day, like people were <laughs> um I we like call I called in the tree incident. And so people came finally a few hours later and caution taped it. Um, But we were just watching people come and like stop and then like pull out their phone and video it yeah. and then take a selfie with the tree. <laughs> yeah. I watched this guy get out of his car with his huge, it looked like a Mastiff puppy, get his puppy to pose in front of the tree Aww. and like is lifting up the caution tape and taking a picture of his dog with the tree. And it was just so fun watching people do it. But do apparently, Apparently, uh, that day there were multiple trees that fell over in LA because yeah. of how much we're not our city well, is not made for water, not
1: prepared for rain. Yeah, at so all.
0: multiple trees were down, and the tree falling happened at 6 a.m. They didn't come with a tractor until like 5 p.m. to break it down, Jeez. and watching them break it down was so fun. They had this like giant hand on the tractor, and it was just like crunching. All of the branches together, and then they like pushed it off to the side. It's still there on the side of the street because they were no, like, "It's going to be a
1: while till we can get to this." I drove up today, and like I just stopped for a second and was like, "Yeah, <laughs> why is the there like a crumbled tree? Yeah. like it in front of your house." So scary, but
0: then like just the craziest thing. Um, so yeah, that's nuts. It was it was wild.
1: That's nuts. It's um, really wet
0: and dangerous out here right now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, L.A. versus like where I'm from or where I live now is like not too far it's like maybe an hour Mm -mm. distance driving but stark difference like la like i left ashley's house the last time it brained really bad and i literally thought i'm my car was like fully submerged Mm -hmm. like water was like halfway up my door and um it was just a normal like normal street that i go on all the time but it's like LA doesn't know like where the water's supposed to go. Like the it's ground's just not, not made prepared. For it it yeah. is
0: a dry desert yeah. area and it's not made for that much water. Yeah. And it was an insane amount of water. I took a video of um the tree and the the water. So we'll be we'll be posting that. Um but it was it was so you guys Craziness. can see, but it was absolutely insane.
1: I had so I live in a brand new building and um of course, like this is this is a tearing it up. Mm. This is in mm-hmm. general because I was like, of course this happens, yeah. right? So one day we, my siblings and their significant others were over. Which, by the way, game night is always such a bummer because they'll be like, yeah, we can do tea. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> I'm always like, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's odd. I it's mean I'm, me and I'm the aware. baby. <laughs> I'm aware. I'll be the game master. But anyways, so they were over and my brother was sitting on like like the couch that's right by the window. Uh-huh. And so all of a sudden he like screams, he's like, What the heck? And I look over and water is just pouring on his back <laughs> from my window. And so I'm like looking and I'm like, what the heck? So like there was, like, a crack that had formed, like, in the corner of the window. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, like, I called, like, maintenance came. And I asked them, because I'm like, oh, this must be happening. Because it's a new building. It's finally, like, shifted and, like, whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'm sure this is happening everywhere. Guess how many, out of, like, so many units, guess how many people? Just you. (laughs) Me and one other person. Oh, still. Still. (laughs) One other person. Still. So, um, it's been like this whole journey, but uh, basically, they're gonna—it's ha- gonna be a big construct. Like, I think they have to like literally pull out my whole like window and like redo that side Ooh, of the building. Fuck. So, um, I've just every time it starts raining, I just have to get towels ready because yeah. like water just like consistently drips from my window. Yeah. So that's been my my rain experience. Oh, that's but rough. That's rough of course stuff. it's mine. Yeah, of course it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense.
0: Taryn and I had the craziest thing. Happened also on Saturday when it was super rainy. Taryn and I went out. Yeah, we did. For a birthday. Yeah, we did. And um, we went to our friend's birthday. It was at Shore Bar. It's this bar in Malibu. And it was rainy. Honestly, I'm shocked we all made it.
1: And <laughs> you know, Ash um, was like texting me, hey, be careful. I was like,
0: be careful. Because the streets were crazy yeah, out here. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and the crazy, it was just the weirdest, weirdest out-of-body like experience I felt so old. I've yes. never felt more old in my life. And I I walk in and I see this, gr- this group of children. Children.
1: Now, if I had to guess their age, and I will admit, I'm bad at that. Mm-hmm. But if I had to guess their age, I would have guessed 14 to 16. I, yeah, I was thinking Honest like 18. God. But like, yeah. Yeah. They looked underage, so young. Underage. Yes. And I... <laughs>
0: I like see this group of people trying to get into the bar and I'm noticing like the guy's not giving them the time of day, like the like bouncer. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what's going on. Like, is there a cover charge? Like what's going on? He lets us walk in. No problem. And then I turn back and take a glance at their faces. Children, actual Actual chill. I was so shocked. And then I, we get guided up to like the upstairs spot where I guess it was like a members only room. Um, (laughs) <laughs> which was which was fine everyone was old, like it seemed older it was our group, so it was, it was like, like, like our, yeah. her party so we were like upstairs most of the time we go to leave or like go to the bathroom downstairs um and every time like I'm just assaulted by how many young
1: faces yeah. are around me like there were
0: there were children.
1: It was so weird. The conspiracy part of my brain is yeah. like, I wonder if that's like a known place that you can get in if you're yeah. not 21. Cuz I would bet millions of dollars that those are not 21 year olds. They
0: were not. There's no way. It so clearly was not. There's no way. So like and then even when we left, like me and my boyfriend were just looking at all of the people that were like pouring out of the bar and I was like this is kind of is this sketchy? Like no, I was, I've like, never I don't felt know so what's going on. I felt so old. Uh this is doing nothing but confirming that I shouldn't go out anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, well, maybe just <laughs> being selective. Again, it w- the party itself was fun because we were just with our group. But yes. yeah, walking through the club was like very interesting. Yeah. It's
0: weird being on the Without other side really feeling very old.
1: Also like Everyone is dressed pretty casual, but also like hoochie, you know? Mm-hmm. And I Low stroll rise up. rise jeans, yeah. to top I stroll thing. up because the theme of the party was like vacation, like islandy, Tulum, like whatever. So I show up in this full, like, to-the-ground, sheer, orange, floral, (laughs) like, thing. She went full send. Yeah, and I had, like, two little, like, space buns with clips because I was trying to be, like, oh, like, beach vacation. Uh Because you tell me there's a theme. (laughs) Girl, (laughs) I'm going all out, right? And so I show up, and me standing next to this group of people was, like, comical. Yeah. Like, they all were looking at me like, who are What's you? What's
0: happening? Yeah. <laughs> not are only you, are you significantly older than them, yeah. but you're like dressed up. Yeah. So anyway, funny. It was a fun time. We
1: were very humbled. Yeah. We're not this young. This is 30. Anymore. This is 30.
0: Yeah. Tearing it up time. You guys already know this is my favorite part of the podcast where you guys send funny stories. And I just love a good laugh. So let's get into it. Same, same. Hi, ladies. I just want to start by saying that I have been listening to you guys since 2020. You got me through the end of my senior year at high school got me through COVID, and now almost all of college.
1: What? How long have we been doing this? Uh,
0: Good amount of time, apparently. Wow. (laughs) Um, I have thought about writing in before, but couldn't think of the perfect story. Even if you do not say this on the podcast, it still means the world to me that you may possibly read it. This happened a couple months ago at school. I would like to say I'm anonymous, but you can know my name. It's bleep that out. Okay, I go to a big school on the East Coast called UMass Amherst. This school has about 25,000 students and a lot of different clubs. Back in 2020, I joined a sorority. This sorority has been a great experience because it has allowed me to meet a lot of new people and some of my best friends. Because we are a sorority, we spend a lot of time interacting with different frats. Insert, let's call him Kyle. It's a great... Frat boy. Name. <laughs> Name. Yeah. Kyle was in the frat next to my sorority. So I hung out with him and his brothers a lot. And I really liked Kyle and would frequently talk to him when we were all over at their house. Greek life collects can tabs for fundraising and Kyle would always take my can tabs for me and help me collect them. One night, my friends from home were visiting. I wanted to introduce them to Kyle and all my sorority sisters and his friends. That night, I had also been wearing press-on nails that had been on for mm, about a week from a previous sorority event. As the night progressed, I started collecting canned tabs and putting them in my pocket to give to Kyle later. I also started to lose nails since they had been on for such a long time. And you know the press-on nails. They tend
1: to fall, See, fall off. I don't know anything about that life. I've never press on done press-on nails. Not once? Never. Huh. So, like, is you can keep them on longer than... So, let me catch you up.
0: For anyone who doesn't know, press-on nails have evolved a lot from, like, back in the day. Um, you can buy press-on nails at, like, Target or CVS, and they'll okay. last, like, a week. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they're great. You can shower your hair. It's, it's a whole thing. They're great for, like... I've used them multiple times for shoots that I didn't prepare for or I didn't have my nails done okay. for. And they'll go on over these and you just kind of shape them to your nail. And they'll last for a good mm-hmm. amount of time. So press on nails have stuffed it up. Okay. Yeah. I
1: always see them like in drugstores, but I've, I've never actually done.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I obviously I prefer getting my nails yeah. done, but like they're great for in a pinch. Okay, cool. I started to take the nails off and put them in my other pocket because I wanted to re-glue them. Oh, God. You know, broke college student. As all my nails came off, I finally made it to Kyle's frat. I introduced them to Kyle and we were all talking and it was great. Just as we were about to go inside, I decided to be flirty. She puts in parentheses next to that. <laughs> Bad idea. So I handed Kyle all my she puts in quotes can no. tabs. Kyle took my quote can tabs. And I started to walk away thinking it was great. As Kyle taps me on the shoulder, I turned around <laughs> and all I could see was a pile <laughs> of my dirty, used no. press on nails in his hand.
1: Oh my God. That's
0: right. I had given Kyle a pile of my Eww. used press on nails instead of the can tabs. Yes, wrong pocket. I didn't know what to say except OMG, and Kyle responded with, that was weird. Like, really weird. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I took my nails back and grabbed my friends and walked home needless to say Kyle still has my other can tabs and we don't talk anymore
1: <laughs> oh rough ending Kyle stop, do better also, Kyle also like every time I hear these embarrassing moments that happen on dates and then they never hear from them I'm like yeah. Re- that's gonna deter you yeah like, does I, no one have humor anymore yeah
0: anonymous I feel like if and when this ever happens again you just gotta be like whoops <laughs> grab them Hand them the can tabs, make some <laughs> kind of joke out of it. Just be like,
1: "Oh, are those I, my,
0: are those my nails?" <laughs> I will
1: say, like, I feel like this happens the most when I'm with my sister-in-law for some reason. But like, if we're walking and I see like someone's ratty like red nail on the floor, yeah. like it is gross. It is gross. Because and it's always it's, like it, they're dirty. Yeah, they're dirty. That's it's what's always gross like, about funny it. too. Because I'll be like, "Dang, like who got in a fight?" Or like, "Yeah, my sister-in-law will be like, not those nasty like." <laughs> Yeah, because like nails, you like, you shower with them, you cook with
0: them, you do dishes with them, you know, like, that's it's so dirty. Funny. It's just, ugh, it's hilarious. No, that's, that's I freaking get, hilarious. But I get the like, keep the press on, they can, you can reuse yeah, them. Yeah, if
1: you can reuse them. 100% reuse them. Heck yeah. Them. Dang, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, well, keep track of what's in your pockets, people, and let's When it comes
0: question. to press on nails, proceed with caution.
1: But I mean, like, also, like, whoever is going to be in that situation again, where they happen to have something in their pocket. Just, double check. <laughs> just when, double check. When
0: you go to hand someone something, maybe open your
1: hand first and make sure. Look at it. You also, have like,
0: a good visual of what you're giving pocket
1: them. Pocket lint. Like, you just, in general, if you're yeah. going to hand something over, just, like. Yeah. Quick little. Double check. Quick little up and down. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. All right, um, let's get into my story. It is titled This Is Me Trying Taylor Swift. <laughs> is that a Taylor Swift song? White? I don't know. That song. I don't know. I haven't heard is it. That. Is it a good one? Oh. oh Ash, we suck. Does that show our age again? I think it does. <laughs> We're old. We're not with the times. Well, now I'm going to listen to that on the way home. I yeah, know. Same. Well, okay. we
0: can listen to it. Well, we drove together. Drive together so. You
1: drove me. <laughs> okay. Hello, girls. I gave up which name to put... Oh, my God. I can't talk to put first. I didn't realize people still feel that pressure. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry if we've As been you pressuring should. you. If A before T you always put Ashley... Dear Ashley and Taryn, you obviously hate me. Mm-hmm. And if you put Dear Taryn and Ashley, you have great taste. <laughs> <laughs> but zero pressure. But also... Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. I would like to be anonymous, but you can know my name... Wow, interesting. Her name is mm-hmm. which, like, one of my friends has a kid named that. I've never heard that name before. Mm. Beautiful name. Um, I wanted to start this off by saying how incredibly grateful I am for you two. You have been a light in my life and in my morning routine, and I appreciate you so much. I'm just going to get right into it because I'm in a bit of a hard time right now and would really like some advice. I am a sophomore in high school going into my junior year. I'm 16 years old and live in Missouri, and I'm an Enneagram 5 wing 4. Which didn't, last episode, we had 4 wing 5. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, what is the 5 is the warrior? The 5 is the researcher.
0: Researcher. Okay. I believe. So um, as you guys know, Taryn and I love the Enneagram. It's a great way to discover people and how they work. Uh, the Enneagram five is someone who needs to know how something works, who, who doesn't do a thing without researching, who doesn't go somewhere without having a plan of attack yeah. or enter a conversation without having their bullet pointed notes. Um, they're very put together, very knowledgeable and um, a great resource mm-hmm. when it comes. to.
1: Franchise. I feel like that's an interesting wing pairing to be like a four and a five, because mm-hmm. I feel like those are almost like counteractive to me. Like very like in the clouds in your emotions, but then like researching and need to know how things were. Like, I feel like I I could see how you would almost have like an inner clash with yourself at times.
0: Yeah, I think in your in a cloud in your emotions is very
1: like a, a stereotypical four, but not all fours are like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. T. Okay. Um, this year has been very chaotic. I have started a club. I've fallen in love with a boy who then fell in love with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. I have joined an AP class, which has been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. I've started therapy. I've written a 50-page book so far, and I have read plenty of romance novels. It may not seem like a lot from a far-off distance, but it is one of the most overwhelming things and years that I've had to deal with in my entire life. And I'm very tired. <laughs> I feel like you can just like hear it and the yeah. way she's talking. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Um, I've found myself being very unmotivated to do anything. And I've been very depressed about certain things in my life surrounding my appearance, my level of smartness, my confidence, and my friendships. I wear glasses and they just make me feel very insecure since I do not look like anyone in my grade. But without them, I feel even more insecure. I have a cowlick in my bangs, and they look so weird, and I'm just insecure all the time. My confidence is low because of this. I'm smart, but because I'm so burnt out, everything is so much harder than it usually is. In relationships, I struggle with not feeling like I will be loved for who I am. On top of all of this, I am a Christian, and I've been struggling with my faith in whether I believe what my parents believe or what they don't believe. As I said, I'm getting therapy, but I just really wanted some pure advice from people who don't really know me and who still continue to feel like two big sisters that I've never had, as I am a big sister myself. I would really like some advice on how to deal with burnout and how to discover myself and what I believe in and how to navigate friendships and confidence all at the same time. I'm sorry if this is a lot, but I'm in a really dark place and I would love for any advice that you have. If you read this on the pod, thank you so much in advance. And if you don't, this felt nice to get out. PS, I attached a photo of my best friend and I as well as a picture of me when I have my glasses on. Okay. She's so cute. Like I just want to slap you anonymous because you're so <laughs> cute. Like it kills me. Look at her. Isn't oh my she God, so you're pretty? So cute. Look at That's her a eyes. Gorgeous dress, and too. That That's it looks so good on you. On you. Great on you.
0: And her la- Oh my god! Like so cute. You're literally just from New Girl.
1: And you're look at so her bangs. Cute.
0: Like that's her cowlick, but I feel like it works okay. perfect. I, when you said ca- cowlick and bangs, I pictured something way worse than what I'm looking no. at.
1: and also like I feel like it helps frame your face. Yeah, you, you're adorable. Girl, shut your mouth! No, I'm. Just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not trying to under what's it called. I'm not trying to. Take away from what's that word I'm trying to say? Diminished uh, what you feel because I know it doesn't matter if you have insecurities, it doesn't matter how many times people say, like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. You mm-hmm. always are like, you mm-hmm. don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But genuinely, I think you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to say, welcome to <laughs> that time in life. Like, yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but my junior year, that's when I went through my huge. Who am I? Babe. Yeah, I, uh, I, want, I really wanted to just kind of like, I hope you hear this.
0: What you're going through and what you're experiencing is so normal. So normal. It sounds, and I'm, I know it feels huge and like life altering. And obviously high school is such a big part of your life and everyone's finding themselves. But like. Everything you just listed I went through too. Everything yeah. you just listed Taryn went through. I guarantee you your parents went through. Your friends currently yeah. in school are also going through. Everyone is struggling in high school figuring out who they are, what they believe in, what they stand for, what hairstyle looks best with their yep. forehead, yeah. you know? Like I that time in my life I cut all my hair off and I loved it, but then looking back I'm like what the hell was I do, <laughs> you know? Like I had friends that <laughs> did the, the pixie cut came in when I was in high school and all the girls started pixie cuts. And I remember going around being like, you guys look terrible. <laughs> can we please,
1: can we, any, any excuse I get, I cannot, is, are you us? trying to post a photo?
0: I look so bad in high school. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is true and it is yes. factual. High school is for awkward. High school is for like trying new things and like it not working out and things not sticking, Absolutely. like trying all the sports and realizing you're not a sporty gal. You should probably try band, you know? <laughs> like that's yeah. what high school is for. And I think I think you need to hear that what you're experiencing is so normal.
1: Absolutely. And like I don't know, I think it's like always I think it's good for people because if you're listening in and you're looking up to us like I would hope that you would respect our opinions or Mm -hmm. like at least be like usually you ask advice to people who you think like have it together or like you respect their opinion. So I think it's important to also like. For you, I hope it helps you to hear that, like, we went through it. Yeah. And, and life um, gets better. And also... High school was dark for me, too.
0: I had a hard time. I did not want to be there. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time making friends, and I had a hard time feeling like I belonged slash yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do because, turns out, I'm really bad at school and uh, have yeah. struggles with learning disabilities. And, Absolutely. like, all of that, guess what? I figured it out in high school. <laughs> so, like, yep. it hits all. it hits hard in high school, and that's just... That's why there's so many high school movies because it's a pivotal time
1: in life. Um, I can't find the photo, but we will post it because Mm -hmm. I think it's it's important Mm -hmm. to remember Mm -hmm. that there's hope. Mm -hmm. There's hope. It gets better.
0: (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to give you some advice for high school. One word. Pivot. Okay. So it doesn't matter what you're going through, what the instance is, if you're trying out for a dance team or if you are trying out a new hairstyle, if it doesn't work, pivot yeah and it's about not taking things personally even though it feels extremely personal at the time don't take it personally pivot move on to the next thing like if that hairstyle looks horrible if you can't pull off bangs don't try to pull off bangs just because your friend looks good with bangs doesn't mean you look good with bangs yeah so if you give it a go and you don't like it
1: pivot no more bangs start getting like learn how to French braid and find like cute hairstyles where you can braid your bangs in. Try all the
0: hairstyles, but continue to keep trying until you find the right one. If you're trying a new friend group or you're trying to become friends with this friend group and they're just the worst and they're not letting you in, pivot, wrong friend group. Yeah, Like take the L and just be like, hey, that's not for me, I'm gonna go to try these people over here. I'm not saying don't stop trying, you just gotta pivot to the next thing and let it roll off you. If a girl says something mean, Let it roll off you and pivot.
1: She's not, you're not meant for her. You're too good for her. So every single person in in high school is in, even even the ones who present as if they're like the coolest, most put together person, Mm -hmm. every single person is insecure, doesn't know what they're doing, is worried about what people think. So even like the meaner people are, probably they're the most insecure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's just, it's something I, I wasn't aware of during the time but now when I look back it's like so obvious yeah um also I just want to say something that I've been learning because I've been really struggling with motivation too Mm -hmm. um and just being overwhelmed and feeling burnout and all that stuff something that I've really learned is the power of like front loading (laughs) so for for me, and like front-loading is a term I feel like a lot of times you use it for, like I use it a lot in like the kids I work with, right? Mm-hmm. So like if a teacher's like, I'm really struggling with this kid that's tantruming. Well, what can I do before to try to set this kid up so he's not gonna throw a tantrum? Mm-hmm. Instead of when he's tantruming, how do I get him to stop? It's like nah, it's a lot easier if you go ahead of the issue, yeah. and and try to avoid it altogether, yeah. So for me, I've noticed that if my my room is clean, if my house is organized, it frees up my headspace to be able to focus and do other things. If if I know the the under my sink is a mess, mm-hmm. I will fixate on it, and then I won't be able to do anything fixate. else because I'll want to do that you know Mm -hmm. so for me like I've been I'll spend time dedicated to making sure my room's clean making sure my car is clean making sure whatever because that frees up my mind to then be able to focus on other things Mm -hmm. um I will set a billion alarms I will um all like i've started to put on smooth jazz when i want to like just focus in on something Mm -hmm. so i'm starting to associate that with like okay it's time to work i put this on and i feel ready to go so so when you're overwhelmed and you're feeling stuck and like i can't do these things i would look at what what helps you in those areas Mm -hmm. is it like the layout of your desk in your room like do you need to like get a cute candle do you need to get cool mood lights like What what is something that can help you? Because we all are very, like, mentally driven people. Mm -hmm. And I think there are ways that we can trick our mind into being like, (laughs) okay, let me, like, get in this place to where I can be productive. Um, But also, like, junior year is the hardest academic year of high school. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is I think if you can just really push and know that, Like, luckily, I had someone tell me that. So when I was like drowning junior year, I was like, I can get through this year. Like, senior year is coming. It's going to be better coming going from here. But Mm. um, I think keeping perspective, prioritizing what to let go of and not to let go of and then front loading to set yourself up for success. Yeah, I think the stomach.
0: Yeah. That was so loud. I was going to roll past it, but <laughs> uh, well, we don't have to keep this. out. No, keep like, it in. It's I'm, fine. No,
1: I'm like impressed. <laughs>
0: I'm hungry. <laughs> um, she said, this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, I just high school's rough. It always is. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry that you're currently going through it, but we've all gone through it. Yeah. And you do make it out on the other end and it does get better. And it's it's tough, and I, I, I don't, again, like Taryn said, I don't want to diminish it, because it, I remember be, like crying multiple times to my mom, oh my just God, being yeah. like so miserable there, Same. and feeling like she didn't understand. Um, but one day you'll look back and be like, huh, remember that? Yeah. And um, you're a 1000% not alone. And I agree with Taryn. I had a hard time with school, too, and feeling motivated with studying, because I just sucked at school. Um, but, yeah, I found I found a bunch of cool things that helped me. Um, uh, the lyricless music, mine was classical, mm-hmm. helped me focus a lot. Getting rid of my phone helped me focus a lot. Um, having a designated study space helped me focus a lot. And, um, yeah, I think try a bunch, a ton of different things to make you look forward to studying. Yeah. Um, Even like if it's a fun study place. Even if you're trying a new coffee shop every time you study. I don't know. Yeah, Reward yourself too. Take breaks.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And I will say, and I think most, especially like women, would agree with me. When I look back to high school, the thing I don't regret, but the thing I wish I could tell my younger self is I spent so much time and energy and tears and just being depressed and sad so focused on what I look like and how people thought about me and I feel like in because I did that I missed out on all of the fun stuff in Mm -hmm. high school so I would really encourage you to to work on that um Like if you need to go to therapy, if you need to talk to people, like find some friends to talk to, you're in therapy. So that would be a huge focal point to work on with your therapist. But I think it's it's just restructuring and realizing like nobody's opinion matters except your own. So like you work on finding ways to love yourself and to be confident in yourself and everyone else can like screw themselves and and just keep pushing forward and finding the right people that make you feel supported and lifted up and move on from there but you are so gorgeous and I'm telling you you are wasting time thinking otherwise because you're beautiful Mm -hmm. and 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 you don't need to spend your time and energy worrying about your glasses or your hair like just be authentically who you are and be nice to people and just have fun like that's all you need to do yes 100% high school is the worst sucks so bad Yeah,
0: it really does. I do feel bad you're in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait till you get an R end and then you'll look back at it and just be like, that's so funny. I remember I cared so much about that. (laughs) All
0: right, let's go ahead and get into my story. This one is titled Life is Lonely. Hey, Taryn and Ash. Please keep me anonymous. I am twenty six years old and I am an Enneagram nine, although six was a close second. Um if you guys don't know what the Enneagram is, it's a uh like personality program that helps you, already you kind said of said this earlier Oh, them, did I? For the because oh, okay.
1: she said her Enneagram. I'm but you say can it again. say how you were nine. Okay.
0: Um if you guys don't know, I'm also an Enneagram nine, so we're similar. We're Enneagram twins. Um and nines are the coolest.
1: Are they? No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding.
0: Basically, I'm trusting, loyal, and easygoing, but I hate conflict and I'm highly anxious. I'm currently in a funk and thought, who better to ask for advice than you two? Wow. Honored. Come to us. (laughs) So a little backstory. I moved out on my own when I was 23, right after COVID started, and have been living in the same apartment by myself ever since. Generally, I do quite enjoy living alone. I've always been very independent, and I am an introvert, so I appreciate my own space. Unfortunately, right when I moved out, I was forced to spend all of my time alone due to COVID restrictions, and my life felt very lonely and monotonous. However, for the past year or so, I feel like I've been living the normal life of a single girl in her 20s. I've been really enjoying and making the most out of it, spending time with friends and family, dating, traveling, and generally having a good time. But lately, I'm having those lonely feelings like I did back in 2020. The only difference this time is COVID restrictions aren't to blame anymore. Mm. All of my close friends are in relationships. And while I never minded being the third, fifth, and seventh wheel, lately, I'm really feeling like an extra. I understand that I'm getting to an age where everyone has their own busy lives, and I do as well. But on those quiet weeks where it's been seven nights and you spent all of them alone and no one has asked you to make plans, you start to feel lonely. Being single has never really bugged me before, but lately I'm starting to feel the loneliness in being alone. It feels like everyone around me has someone in their lives that is more important to them, and I'm not that person for anyone. I'm a late bloomer, and I've never been in a long re- long-term relationship before. I've been on dating apps for the last few years, but due to my struggling-slash-loyal nature and the current dating scene, nothing has lasted too long, and my feelings always get hurt. I'm not the kind of person who can date multiple people at once, even when it's just casual. I keep ending up with these emotionally unavailable men who only end up hurting me, and for once, I'd just like for it to work out. It's hard for me to not be vulnerable, and with the way things have been going lately, my walls are up quite high. I've put effort into dating, but at this point, I'm so discouraged and don't have the energy to keep trying. The only problem is, I do want to find someone to enjoy life with, so I feel like I have to keep trying. Don't get me wrong, I'm not unhappy with my life, I've just found myself in a funk where life has slowed down. I overthink everything and I'm very emotional. The winter season might have a little to do with it. (laughs) She adds in parentheses, damn cold, dark Canadian winters. (laughs) As summer is usually much busier and much more fun, but I can't wait for summer to feel better. It's just too far away. Basically, I'm lost and lonely and I don't know what to do. Sorry for the rants. I feel like I have no one to talk to who would understand. So any advice would be very appreciated. P.S. You are my favorite advice duo.
1: I'm not going to lie. I feel like I could have written this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... J- there were so- Not everything, but there were so many things that you said that I was like, I- someone's reading my mail. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny you say that because I also felt like
0: part of that was me too. Yeah. Um, Which is, I feel like, is the perfect scenario because I feel like both of us can relate yeah. to this in different perspectives. And
1: that's why I think our podcast is so amazing because (laughs) I think that like a lot of the things people share with us are things they're like, I don't talk to people about. yeah But the second you say it to strangers, we've never met you. We probably have completely different lives, yeah but we both are like, oh, I feel heard. You know what I mean? And that's what's so powerful about Talking about things in life, yeah, is it helps other people, but it also helps you to be like, wow, I'm not alone, right? Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Wow. And
0: I one, thank you for sharing. Um. Two, I feel like we should we should talk about two. There's a couple of things we need to like talk about here. Let's talk
1: about dating first. Yeah. Um, it's- I. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say it's funny because I just had this conversation with myself the other day uh-huh. where I was like, I'm alone. I'm so lonely. I want a man. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, the world is like open. Like, <laughs> what is my excuse? Because yeah. I think I leaned so heavy onto, oh, it's COVID. It's like, you don't want to go like you can't just like go out anymore but now yeah. i'm like no 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 like the world is open and and you're choosing to stay in your apartment by yourself yeah but then you're whining cuz you're lonely yeah, so yeah. it's funny oh it's it's hilarious um when it comes
0: to dating i i think life and specifically dating i think it comes in seasons for people and and i think if you're in your season of dating lean into it if, if you feel like you want to meet people, you want to go out, you want to shoot your shot, you want to try new things, you want to sh- meet new guys, then like go for it. But if you're feeling overwhelmed and if you're feeling uh, vulnerable and emotional and your, your walls are high, it's okay to back out for a while and just be. And I think something that a lot of my friends – that I've watched over the years who tended to like serial date struggled with was being alone and being able to be alone. And I think there's something really beautiful in being single and in working on yourself. And I don't mean that in a, Oh, I'm trying to be someone for my future husband. I mean like, no, let's focus on me. Like what makes me happy? Yeah. Let's figure that out first. And then, cause it's not going to be a guy, you know, like mm. you'll get butterflies for a while and then eventually you're still going to be unhappy if you're unhappy. Yeah. So like, let's focus on like how to make you happy first before this. And, and I think there is a time where you are and should focus on that. Um, so I think first of all, you need to figure out what's more important right now. Do you need to sit down with yourself, figure yourself out first, um, before start dating? Cause that could be a really like that could be a really good plan, yeah of like, okay, I'm gonna give myself a full six months to devote myself to f- to making myself happy to finding what brings me joy and finding daily activities to bring life into my life you know because yeah. I think a lot of people guys and girls doesn't matter um tend to think like happiness comes with finding your yeah. a person, and that's just not the case, so let's not romanticize
1: romance. <laughs> And thinking that it's going to solve all your problems because it's not. Um, And I think, too, like, both can coexist. Like, I I mean, I've talked about this before. Like, I think there is so much of this stigma of, like, being ashamed to admit you're lonely. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to be like, yeah, like, independent girl here. Like, I don't need a man. Like, whatever. But it's like, no, no, no. I am an independent woman Mm -hmm. and I do like love my alone time and I love my life, but I do get sad and feel lonely because I desire a partner. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like, yeah, I like that is something I want and that's okay. That's not embarrassing. Like Mm -hmm. I just haven't found my person yet. Yeah. And I think there's so much like where we try to like stifle feeling lonely Because we're like, oh, I don't want to feel lonely. But it's like, no, no, no. That's okay to feel that. Yeah. But also putting like both feet too into being independent and having like a good life just on your own as well. A thousand percent. And I don't know. Like it's funny because like I know most people (laughs) in my life are very shocked that I'm single. And that's like one of those like double edged like it's a compliment, but also it's like (laughs) I know, <laughs> Linda. I don't know why I'm single, <laughs> um, but I—I don't—I don't let it deter. How I know, I know from the bottom of my heart, and this is gonna sound braggy, but like that's fine. I am a dream partner. Mm-hmm. Like I am the best girlfriend. I will be the best wife. I know. I'm confident in that because if there is anything I thrive in. It's loving other people Mm -hmm. and being a partner to other people. I'm fun. I'm weird. I will always keep you entertained. Yeah. Like, there's so much about me that I know I have so much to offer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the first things that starts to diminish in seasons of loneliness is like, well, something must be wrong with me. Yes, you're at fault. I obviously don't have anything to offer. You're broken. Uh -uh. I am the definition of wife material, Mm -hmm. and I can be confident in that and know that I believe whatever is meant to happen in my life will happen when it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's okay to juggle all of those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like singleness. you're meant to fit this box of like, I'm crying home alone. Like, I gotta work on myself so I can be a good no, 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 no. You can be confident mm-hmm. and know what you have to offer and still be sad sometimes. Like yeah. it's it's just it's a big juggling match of everything, but I'm so sick of the like pity that comes when people are like, Oh, honey, you're yeah. in your 30s. Yeah. And you're still 30s. single. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh, you poor thing. It'll it and it's always. Oh, it'll happen. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming. Uh, I'm like, yeah, well, he better be. And like, he better hurry his butt up, too, because like, I'm tired of waiting for him. (laughs) But it's like, I don't need you to like reassure me. Yeah. So it's just there's such a there's so much that comes at you when you're single. And especially once you get older, like people are like, (laughs) oh, yeah. So something that
0: I like that you said was. You've put effort into dating, but at this point you're so discouraged and don't have energy to keep trying Mm -hmm. but you know that you want to find someone to enjoy life with so that you know you have to keep trying Mm -hmm. and I think that's a beautiful thing because I think what you just said is that you want to find someone to enjoy life with meaning that's what that's your goal that's your end goal which means guess what you got to keep dating yeah that's where I,
1: I suck ash gets mad but at me that's all the time yeah
0: like that's what I think is incredible is you just said what your goal is mm-hmm. you want to find someone okay perfect so how do we how do we have a healthy relationship with dating because it looks like you are feeling like you are getting your feelings hurt every time you start dating someone I think and I talked about this on my single episode where it was just me and I, I focused on like dating this was a while ago so if you want to listen to it you totally should Um, but I felt like the last time when I came out of COVID, I, same thing. I watched Taryn and I together, (laughs) watched all of our friends at home who were married, who had Mm -hmm. kids like living their life during COVID. And that was when it clicked for me. Cause I was the whole independent woman beforehand where I like, I dated, but I wasn't taking it seriously. I watched all my friends like living their lives at home with their family that they've created. And I realized I wanted that. During COVID, and I was like, "Well, I, how do I meet a guy now? Like, I'm literally stuck at home. I feel like trash. Like, I, how do I do this?" So I came out of COVID ready to date, but I was very specific on what I was looking for. Yeah, and I wasn't ready to settle. Yeah, and I made a list in my head of like what was okay, what was not okay, like what the type of guy that I was looking for, and. It was pretty easy. Here's the thing I love about dating apps. It's only as personal as you make it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If you have a crush on someone that you see regularly, that's a whole different story, right? Your emotions are getting involved. You're barely talking, but you're glancing at him. And there's a lot of flirting that happens, and that changes everything. Online, though, you can really tell... Like if you're going to vibe with someone or not. And I it takes one night out of drinks or dinner and a real honest conversation to know if you're going to like someone or yeah. not. And if you're seeing red flags, cut yourself off. Cut yeah. ties. Like don't let yourself flirt. Don't let his compliments get to you because they will. And we love a good compliment, you mm-hmm. know. But if, he, if you're noticing that it's, uh, I don't think he's the right, I don't know, like I'm noticing all these things. Don't go on a second date. Yeah. Cut ties. Like don't like if you are an emotional person, your emotions are gonna get involved and you're gonna get your feelings hurt, just back away. Yeah. Back away. Because I think dating, it's such a it feels like such a personal thing, but it doesn't have to be, especially online. If it's a bad fit, it's a bad fit. Yeah. And I think it can be seen more as like a I don't want to say business <laughs> transaction, but like are it's it's more like, okay, we're meeting up for dinner. Are we a good fit? Yes or no? If we are, awesome. I'll see you again. If we're not, then let's cut ties. Don't let him text you. Make it very clear you're not interested. And just like, yeah. don't hurt his feelings. But no, like yeah, be nice. like, hey, I don't see this going anywhere. You're awesome. Like, good luck yeah. <laughs> with the rest of your life.
1: And I think like from what I heard, we're very, very similar in, in our approach to dating. And I think the new dating culture was not meant for people like me and you, Anonymous. Like, we're not meant for it and that's why it's so hard because we are very loyal we're very like open to everything and um, I heard someone I think it was like on a podcast or something that was saying how how detrimental dating app culture is specifically for guys Mm. because women have more of a tendency to be open and wanting to get to know people and And seeing potential where guys are much more like black and white, cut and dry kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they were saying that this dating app culture is is bad because what guys will do is they'll go on dates and be like, oh, yeah, that was fun. And then on the way home, they see another shiny penny on the dating app and are like, oh, okay, on to like something else. And then they ghost and they do all this stuff. And then. Especially when you're the type of person who like has such a like mushy like heart that just wants like, I love you right away. Mm-hmm. Not that I love everyone right away, but you know what I mean. It's it's a very hard thing to get into because yeah. when I feel like a conversation's going and we're vibing and then you just all of a sudden stop responding. Yeah. It's very hard for me not to take that personal mm-hmm. when like that's just the way dating culture is right now. And it's yeah, the actual worst. Yeah. But I hear a lot of similarities in what you're saying anonymous and I relate to that. And I think it's rough, mm-hmm. but props to you for still trying. Cause I definitely think I'm not trying as much. Yeah. But I think it's also other steps to like going out to drinks with friends and being open to like looking around the room and seeing if you want to start conversations or yeah. reaching out to friends and being like, Hey, like I'm like looking, I'm ready to date. Like, do you have anybody in mind that you think would be good for me? Like, yeah. Just being more open in other areas, not just dating apps, because for certain people, I just don't think it works as well.
0: Yeah. And I think there's I think there's other things you can do about the loneliness now that we're moving past dating. Except I do want to say I agree with Taryn. I also believe in like speaking things out. And I think if you are looking for a specific type of man, it's okay to speak that out and like remind yourself every day that you are looking for this person. I think you, you can do that with work, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I'm I'm going to be this. Or you can do that with any goal. Like, I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. Like, I think there is power in words. And I think speaking it out, I'm not saying it's magic. It's going to appear. But I think there's something to speaking it out and believing that you will get that one one day.
1: No, and it incites action. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not joking. Last night, I was, like, looking at myself in the mirror, and I looked kind of rough. And I was like, I think I want to get really hot. <laughs> Like, but, like <laughs> and, but what happened, I was getting ready to go to bed with a little bit of makeup still on my face, like hadn't really done like my skincare routine or anything. And then in that moment when I looked at myself and was like, I think I want to like invest in like trying more in my yeah. appearance. And you bet your butt, like I sat there and I did my whole full blown skin, routine, skin care routine because I was like. I shifted my mentality in that moment. Yeah. So I think there is, I'm totally agreeing. There so I think there's so much power. And if we're
0: talking about dating and, and you're speaking out about finding a man for your life, it's it's hard to sit at home and not actively do something about it when you're saying it every single day. You know, you can't be aiming for this goal in your career and not actively doing something about yeah. it. Like it's not going to come. And this whole mentality of like, oh, he's coming one day. Is he? Like, He's coming to your door. Like, no, he's not. Like, you gotta get out. So I I love that you are aware of that and putting yourself out there. I also don't think it always has to be like out at a bar or like on dating mm. apps. Make yourself work at a coffee shop. Like go go find a club or a gym membership or or like something that makes you see new people every single day. Yeah. Even if it's like, okay, I'm gonna go to the grocery store again. Find someone. Maybe spark up a conversation. Like you know, Mm -hmm. like I I uh (laughs) I love gym memberships for that reason because I'm constantly meeting people. And it could be like the smallest interaction, but like what if it's a guy and what if it's flirty? Like it just gets you around new people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to go join a singles club because ew, but like let's do something about it. Let's get outside.
1: I will say, like, every guy I've ever had something with was so like organically just like happens like like my my main guy I dated like literally my friend invited me to a worship night as I'm walking in he's walking out and we like zing like instantly right yeah so it's it is hard when like everything in my life has always come just so easy right And so now I'm like, wait, you're telling me I have to try to get this and like how do I do that? and mm-hmm. then when you try and nothing happens it like creates this whole like what is happening you know what I mean so it is hard it's it's hard to accept that like everything is different now like right dating in general is different now and some of my friends who like have been married for the past five years and are going through a split when they're like starting to dip their toe in dating pool they're like what is this like it is very different and I think it's hard to like roll with the punch and pivot like Mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier like pivot pivot and figure out like whoa like what is life now you know what I mean yeah and I think I mean obviously
0: you said you're 26 so you've been in like the dating scene for a bit because you moved out when you were 23 okay so you've been doing this for three years (laughs) yeah (laughs) math took me a second um and and I get how that's frustrating and that's a long period of time um but I think there's I think we just gotta shake it up. Yeah. I think you gotta keep going. I uh I think I went I think seven years without a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. It sucked at times, but like it was also great at times. Yeah. And I think it sounds like right now you're in a sucky moment and I've been there. Taryn's been there. She's still there. And but like it comes and it goes. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to be in that funk in yeah. that moment and accept it. And honestly, feel sad. Like Play a sad song, cry about it, like yeah. get it out of your system, yeah. go for a long drive and listen to the sappiest playlist. Yeah. I please do. It actually is really therapeutic. But like Little then, Avril Lavigne. then you gotta <laughs> then you gotta shake it off and you gotta keep going. Cause guess yeah. what? That's what everyone has to yeah. do. And you if that is a goal of yours, then you have to keep putting yourself out there. Otherwise, nothing's yeah. gonna happen. And I'm so proud of you for putting in the work. And even in this like dark period of your life, like trying to actively find a way to fix it and trying to actively pull yourself out of it because that takes strength and turns out you're a pretty strong person.
1: Yeah. And I also want to touch on the friend part of it. Um, I, I feel like that is something like I can relate to too of like, it's really hard when things shift just in general. And, um, you know, like I've gone through periods of time where I start to question. I'm like, if I don't text this person, like, will they ever talk to me again? Like, or, you know, you're going through all these life things and you do start to, especially once you get into a place where like you're hurt, you start to like a little bit hyper fixate on those mm-hmm. where you are keeping track of, like, well, this person hasn't, like, reached out to me or, like, they know I'm going through something and they've never checked in on me or, like, asked me how I'm doing and, um, you know, like, it's been two weeks or, like, oh, interesting, they're hanging out with these people but, like, they don't, obviously, like, they don't care about me anymore and and I've gotten into, like, some really dark places with friendships where I I was, like, so hurt by things some of them valid yes but some of them also like made up in my mind and um and I think what starts to happen is you focus so much on the people that like aren't giving you the love you like desire and you ignore the people who are like are trying to give you love so I think it's we've talked about it before I think sometimes like taking inventory and being like okay like what do I have in my life like what support do I have and like yeah is it hard when like the people you want are not there like yeah but also like I think it's good to like appreciate other things in your life and when you do start to get out of the the victim part of it even though like you have a right to feel like a victim in certain scenarios but when you choose to get out of that place of just remaining in sadness and keeping track and creating your case against people, you start to then see like, okay, well, if I do want to text them, I'll just text them. And if, yeah, if I have to start the conversation every time, if I really sit in it, does that suck? Yeah, but also like, if I wanna talk to them, then I'll talk to them. And you and you start to like shift the way that you're acting too. Yeah. and. Instead of like contributing to the problem, you start to just be like, hey, like I'm going to move forward and see like what can come from me just being open to other things. So yeah. I I will say like I, I definitely like empathize with you because that that factor to me contributes more to like a deafening loneliness than like a guy yeah because when you feel like your friends aren't there like that's the most heartbreaking thing you can guys come and go yeah friends are supposed to be there yeah so um I would just like find the people you do have even if it's only one person and you just need to lean on them for a while till Mm -hmm. things start to work itself out then like do what you gotta do but um also don't be afraid to reach out because sometimes people are just involved in their own life and if you have like I said if you have to be the one to start it then like at the end of the day is that worth it you know what I mean to like not be sitting there being like wow this person obviously like does not give a crap about my life like just text them and start a conversation you know and I think
0: pay attention to how they respond Mm -hmm. if you text them and you're like hey I'm feeling this way blah 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 if if they don't care and they're they're very dismissive of what you're saying yeah maybe distance yourself yeah because a real friend would respond and be like oh my god what's going on yeah and i think something that i think taryn and i are also learning in this stage of life is like like life comes in really crazy seasons and ebbs and flows and things look different sometimes from year to year and sometimes that means reaching out more mm-hmm. on your side cuz your friends in a relationship, guess what? It's going to get even worse when they start having kids. Yeah. And like, you're going to, if you're, if you're craving something or wanting something, it is your responsibility to like, yeah. Step up and do something about it. Yes. A friend should be reaching out, but if you're sitting there and you're feeling lonely, then it is your responsibility to do something about it. And I think it is even more interesting. Like I had a conversation with my mom about friends in her life and her stage of life. And she's 60 and like now they're taking care of their parents and their kids are in college and you know they maybe they're they have two homes or they're, or they're moving and the really big things in life are yeah. are happening that are so much bigger than what's happening in mine and Taryn's stage of life or your life and it's hard to find friends to support you mm-hmm. in that area of life when you're like now 60 and and like big things are happening and she took she's like I have to reach out like yeah. I hey I need prayer because this is happening and I haven't heard from her. So I'm just going to reach out and be like, hey, can you like help me in this yeah. moment? And it was really kind of cool for me to be like, oh, you struggle with that? Yeah. At 60, you don't yeah. have your life together, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think that's something that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And and friends, if they're real friends, when you text them and you're saying you're down, they'll show up. Yeah. Even if it's only a phone call or only a text, they, they will show up. And if they're not showing up, then I think you need to question.
1: Yeah. And find people. Yeah. The
0: level of friendship that Absolutely. you have with that person.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think loneliness is a very easy emotion to emotion to um, set up camp and dwell in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very easy.
0: Yeah.
1: And it takes a lot of action and being proactive to move past it. So I think right now, I think you're recognizing I'm in these places and I don't like it. So now it's just gonna be like tangible ways that you can move past. Yes. Um. Whether it's volunteering at a local place, whether it's um going to, out to dinner, or like going to a place that's like family seating and you're talking to other people, whatever it is, it's, it's pushing yourself past your comfort zone mm-hmm. in hopes that you can find these things that you're desiring. Mm-hmm. But um, I know for me, <laughs> I went through a time where I withdrew and then I nested the crap out of my apartment to now, if if I were to like, put together my my heaven in a living space, that's what I live in now. Like my yeah. apartment is so geared towards everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. And so it's very easy for me to just stay in that place. Mm-hmm. So now it's almost like, okay, like I've I'm I'm shifting around and now I have to find ways of like reaching out and like branching out and saying yes to going to things even if I don't want to because I'm being open to what it could bring me. Yeah. So I think now you're, you're at a good place where you're like, shoot, I'm recognizing patterns I'm recognizing like this sucks. Yeah. And now you just need to like shift perspective and push forward. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about, cause I completely forgot about this is you live alone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I live alone. And that has been such a huge transition for me this last, uh, like six months ish. Um, and I didn't realize how hard it was going to be yeah. and how, lonely it was going to be and I have found myself going to Trader Joe's for no reason yeah other than to to get out of the house house and and I mm -hmm. don't want to go to my sister's because I'm trying to force myself to stay home and make my place feel like home I have found myself going on four mile walks yep just to not be sitting at home in the quiet alone yeah and I I I Obviously you're a professional. I should be asking you for advice cuz you've been doing this for 3 years, but like that's hard. That's really mm-hmm. tough. And and the only like comfort that I have found has been having that kind of routine, like making myself go to the gym, making myself like, "Okay, if I'm home and alone, I'm going to light a candle and play light music and read a book and I'm going to romanticize the hell out of being here alone in this moment." And it's hard, and I I get how that's I never understood, but I get how that's tough yeah. now. So I'm sorry that all of that is happening at one time because that's a tough, that's a tough spot to be in. But thank you so much, Anonymous, for writing in. Um, I have full faith that things are going to turn around again. Life comes in ebbs and flows and your your good season is coming. So thank you.
1: I agree. Honestly, you inspired me. I'm like, girl, you need to step it up. I'm such a hermit crab by choice now. Yeah. Um, she was single or er, single. She was living alone for three years. That's crazy. Yeah. Do yeah. Better
0: it's been yeah. Six months.
1: I feel that. Um, cool. Well, let me just ring it up. Mm-hmm. As we do. With a dad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, what should you wear? Wait, what? <laughs> Why should you wear glasses during math class?
0: The number two pencil stabs you in the eye.
1: I mean, practically, sure. (laughs) It's a dad joke, Ash. I don't know. There's no reason. I don't know. They say it improves division. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. do you get it?
0: You already know
1: if you made it to the dad joke, we love you
0: the mostest. <laughs> Thank you so good. much for making it all the way to the end of this episode. Y'all are our favorite. Um, send in any story that you could be sitting on. If it's a, if it's a, I've been living alone story, if it's a lonely story or a weird dating story, doesn't matter. Um, send it in because we'd love to help you process it. Yeah. Um, follow us on socials: Instagram, TikTok, uh, the Tube. The tube. The YouTube. Uh, And we'll see you guys in the next episode, which will be coming Monday.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.